Hello everybody, uh, welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies, I'm Jose. I'm Mike. And we've just come back from seeing The Nun. The Nun. Yes. The Nun. <laughs> which is, um, which, which you couldn't quite believe was being offered in 4DX. No. You said, a nun movie? <laughs> 4DX. Not quite realising. I think, I think maybe you thought that it was, it was going to be like late 60s sort of Eastern European art yes, movie. I, but actually it's 2018 American horror movie. Yes. Okay. I had, to, I had to in mind that um, Ida, really, you know, from a few years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some about a novice who finds out she's Jewish. I, I somehow had that kind of film in mind. And of course, I've been thinking about nun movies because, you know, I've been watching a lot of Spanish films. And, and actually, there was, a, there was a genre of the nun movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, so anyway, I wasn't thinking clearly, obviously. And I was thinking, 4D for a nun movie? I don't get it. You know, like, what are you going to do? Be shaken through the psalms or, you know, the <laughs> heavenly choir moment? <laughs> Well, as it turned out, as it turned out, it's a horror movie. Yes. Set in the 1950s, uh, and it's about uh, evil and some nuns. I must say, you know, and this is, this is weird, because I didn't know it was part of the Conjured series, right? The Conjuring. The Conjuring. And I have seen the first Conjuring film, which, I, again, I had forgotten that I'd seen it. And really, throughout the film... I kept thinking, I don't get this movie at all. <laughs> you know, I just don't get it. Like, I didn't understand... I didn't understand the geography of it. I didn't understand where the horror was coming from. I didn't understand the premises of the fictional world that were being created. I didn't understand why some spirits were coming, when, why. Like, it just didn't make sense to me, really. So, you know, all the moments where you're supposed to be scared, I just kind of... I didn't even find it funny or anything. I was just like... Immobile. I think huh. it's probably the case that if you're familiar with the Conjuring series, uh, that wouldn't make any more sense. I mean, this film. See, I haven't seen any of the Conjuring, so I was I was surprised to find out after the film finished um, that it that there is such a thing as the Conjuring universe, yes. rather like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Universe. They're they're making a a big universe of movies, but they're horror movies. That's actually it's quite novel to me. Yes, but I haven't seen any of them. I saw the first one. But actually, I wouldn't have connected it with this one. No, well, well, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga show up at the start, and they are. I know that they are in the Conjuring. They're these. Yeah. They play these um, sort of sort of paranormal hunter figures. I think. Yes. And then I think the films are kind of. I think they're based on real life people, and then the idea is that the films are based on their sort of cases. Yeah. So there's the Conjuring and the Conjuring Two, and there's also Annabelle and Annabelle Two. Oh right. Okay. I which I haven't seen I either. Haven't seen That's either. Uh, they're about like creepy dolls. I think. Yeah, um, which I, I think they're the ones directed. Are they the ones directed by James? Let me just check. Um, no, no, James Wan directed the Conjuring, the Conjuring Two, and the Annabelle films are directed by John Leonetti and David Sandberg. Um, yeah. But but they they struck me as James Wan type films because they're about creepy dolls, and that's he's the guy who made the Saw films, which right. the central sort of there's a puppet figure Billy, which is creepy and yeah, uh, in those anyway. Um, so, so those are clearly connected, and then this is another connected one, and Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga's characters introduce it, yes. or, or, or rather they, they are used to introduce it. They, you see a thing about a painting of a creepy-looking nun that Patrick Wilson's done, and Vera Farmiga says something like, that's the nun for my visions, or something. 
and then and it just goes okay we're in the 50s now yeah. and you don't see them again until it, it, they bookend the film really weirdly the film ends weirdly <laughs> I don't get it I just don't get it I don't understand it you know um, well, we, 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 we don't want to spoil it I guess but they, they bookend the film like, the film is clearly the, 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 the main action of the film is something that happened in the 1950s that, that is related to their work in the uh, 70s um so let's just very let, let's say what the act, what the what the action in the fifties is, which is there is um, a nun uh, has committed suicide by hanging herself. Uh, I was quite impressed that the film uses the word hanged rather than hung. Yes. Oh, that struck me. I was like, oh, that's, they've paid a bit of attention. They, someone knows something. Like normally people say hung, um, but a, a nun has hanged herself. You see at the start that she and an older nun in in this uh, monastery in Romania have been in the kind of bowels of the uh, well, not monastery. Uh, it's not even a convent. It's what is what, what it's is an it? old castle that's become a convent. Yes, right. Yeah, um, Carter Monastery. Oh, apparently, it's a real place. It's a former Cistercian monastery in southern Transylvania, currently an evangelical Lutheran church. Anyway, that's where they are. So it's they are living in this. It's, it's a it's a convent for the purposes of the film. Um, and they're in the bowels of this place. And there's this there's this door at the end of a long creepy corridor. That has the words on it or in Latin, but uh, God ends here, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens and like some creepy stuff happens, and one thing leads to another, and the nuns are dead, and one of them appears to have committed suicide by hanging. The body is discovered by this um, French Canadian bloke uh, who who lives there, and the Vatican sends uh, a priest and a young nun who's not yet taken her vows uh, to investigate. And you know the reason that this nun has been selected becomes apparent during mm-hmm. the film. Um, so that's all we can say, sort of without spoilers. And then you know a lot of a lot of jump scares happen. The film operates really heavily on jump scares, um, but there is a kind of mystery, uh, which I found fairly effective. Like I did want to know. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't think at any point it would be kind of explained satisfactorily where all this evil comes from. There's always some bullshit explanation. But the mystery as to what was going to happen and how things would be resolved, I was interested in. Well, um... Spoilers appear on. Yeah, maybe. I just just didn't... You see, I think in order to be scared, you kind of have to know what to be scared about or what the logic of the world is. You know, and I just kind of never felt kind of situated in it, really. You know, so I feel that you must know where the danger is coming from, mm. what options the characters have to avoid it, and then kind of, you know, give the thread that they're not, that it looks like they might not avoid it, right? And then you get scared. But this, it's just felt like things were coming out of, like, the blue, really. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, and I just kind of didn't, I didn't understand the, the logic of the supernatural thing. At some point it gets explained, right, that, you know, what happened was, you know, that some crusaders came in, you know, they locked, uh, you know, all the evil in this place uh, um, under... Well, the place was built by a guy who who was into witchcraft and stuff. And, right. he, and, he, and he kind of released evil. Into and then the world, it, And then yes. it was locked under the floor and they sealed it with this artifact, this relic yes. that, that contained the blood of Christ. Yeah, so they sealed this dimension, really, by using a vial from the blood of Christ. Mm. And then what happened is during World War II, some bombs fell... And reopened the seal, you know, so it had let all this evil into the world, which I thought, fair enough. But I like, to me, the film is such poor storytelling. So, and actually, I was kind of, um, 
I was I, so I was very admiring of the cinematography and the production design. I thought it was like you know beautifully lit, yeah, and kind of full of arresting images. Really, mm, that occurred to me. You know, so I kind of so it looks very skilled, right? And it's a pleasure to look at, and the images have like real depth. But actually, then I, I just couldn't make sense of the story. I couldn't make sense of the characters of what they were doing, what they were doing. Or, really? Yeah, I just it could not. It seemed very simple to me. Well, maybe it was too simple. Well, it seemed very simple. I mean, as you say, there is the backstory that's given as to as to why evil is kind of in this place. Yes. Um, which, you know, once that, that's just a scene of exposition. Um, you know, this, this old, I think he was a duke, was interested in the occult and then they managed to seal it away when it was taken over and then oh, and then they keep on praying that's quite an interesting thing they 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 maintain this vigil of praying 24/7 to god this permanent adoration keeps the evil at bay well that's what we're told but in fact we find out that that's not really the case because they're all dead well yeah but yeah that's how so they so even that's through, a cheat well it's, a, it's kind of a cheat but that's also like I, when you when you talk about the stakes that the um, not being clear or whatever, like that's very clear, and actually that's a kind of pit in your stomach moment where you go, oh, the the demon whatever Valak was it was called Valak, um, the the demon thing that has been brought out uh, has been fooling them this whole time. Because but fooling whom? Because well, no, 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 they have no, no, no. Well, that's it. No, that's it. The no, they have been doing it. It's it's the 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 nun that committed suicide. Was the last one. That's what so they realized. So that's when the story begins. I know. Yeah, that's what that's what they realized. That that's the last one, and and that suicide leads these two to to their investigation, and so, then and then when you see the nuns praying, that's all fake. Well, that's but that's, a, that's a, so let's be but clear. that's but that's when the the demon is doing that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that's, stuff we go. So so we are in agreement. When the film starts, yeah, all the nuns are already read, dead. Yeah, and the so, demon needs a host. And yet we we keep seeing nuns flying and praying, and actually the moments where it's meant to be in the diegetic world or in some <laughs> other, they're not distinguished. So actually, the the kind of the film doesn't have a logic, or it's cheating you all the time. It is cheating you all the time, but I, yeah, but so, I, know, I think actually the film, as the film progresses, it, it gets better. But there's a lot of stuff with jump scares and a lot of stuff with just things happening in the background and and and, and hands coming out from things. And, and accompanied by boom music to scare yes. you. There's an awful lot of that, and and there is this. You do get this thing of like, so the demon is just fucking with them. Like it's silly. It's very very silly, and I totally accept that. As the film goes on, and there are more, there's more explanation given. I think the film improves. Actually, I think the film is kind of the opposite of Hereditary in that what we both agreed on pretty much with Hereditary was as it descended into madness, it got worse. Mm. We preferred all the stuff at the start when it was it was about a more kind of earthly, <laughs> real-life drama, mm. right? And and this film, I feel exactly the opposite. At the start, when it's doing all jump scares and it's just they don't really know what's happening and there's, there's nuns flying around and there's stuff coming out of the ground and the guy gets buried alive and blah, 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 it's, it's nonsensical and it's very silly and the scares aren't effective. Mm. But I, was, as, I was bored. And I was pretty bored. But as the film... It actually, the film undergoes a similar, I think, descent into madness as Hereditary, or as something like Knowing, where... Um, this isn't to spoil Knowing, but basically, Knowing kind of promises things that a film will often promise and then shy away from. But what Knowing does is it carries through everything it says it's going to do. So it's not a perfect film, but it has the courage of its convictions. And that's kind of what this film does as well. It goes mental... 
And that's when I feel like, that's when I said to you in cinema, like, it's doing some really nutty stuff, but I admire its balls. Well, And I, and I think I like that about it. I didn't like any of it. Uh, except that it looked very, um, it, it looked like the work of real craftsmen. You know, it, 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 was, it was wonderful to look at. And, and actually, it then made the storytelling and the story indeed that it had to tell, you know, and the way that it told its story all the more disappointing. For me. I guess. Um, I mean, I, could, I, just, I, I would, I would, not go too far on how beautiful it is. I think, I think there are uh, the production design was something I was going to bring up mm. um, because it is fantastic, and I assume they're tuning a lot of it on location. But I assume a lot of it is sets as well. And whatever the case, there is real work been put. Like it feels like a real yeah. sort of, you know, kind of. It's, it's a place with history, and and I think the, the set design is fantastic. You feel um, like, you know, there was real artistry behind the cinematography and the production design. And it was, and it was a, an artistry that the director could not uh, put to effective use. <laughs> I think there is some, some artistry behind the cinematography, and I think the, the lighting is good. I like there's, a, there's, a, there's a kind of repeated shot you get where the film is... Is building up to a jump scare where you'll have a character on one side of the screen looking into the other half of the mm. frame, basically, and the other half of the frame is pitch black. Mm. You know, whether he's looking into you know something behind a door or behind a curtain or whatever it might be, it's pitch black, and and as and from there you know that something is going to emerge, or maybe it won't, and that's mm. you know that's how a lot of the scares work. But I like that. Like it's also we saw it on the LIMAX screen, so it was very big. Big, yeah. So almost too big, actually. I well, thought. we sat very close to it. Yeah. Um, and but but that you know that really made that kind of it emphasised just how just how well you couldn't see anything and and the the the, the fear of the unknown, um, but and and there and the film does an awful lot with uh, the camera rotating and spinning and a lot of Dutch angles to emphasise kind of kind of madness and things spinning out of control, which again I I really liked and I think are really effective, and also it has this thing that I think Mother had where there's a, there's a very very strong focus on close-ups the camera hangs around really close to, to characters whether they're looking at their faces or they're following them from behind and everything else is out of focus mm. which has a kind of feeling that I think communicates a, a feeling of of it heightens the, the tension because you know you're, you're, you're being limited as to what you can see on the other hand it's not that much fun to look at and I think that the shots that are beautifully composed, and there are some, are not that common. Mm. And, the sh- and the shots in between are, as simple as it sounds to say, like a mediocre shot. They're just kind of, they're nothing really special. And actually, they, they hinder your enjoyment sometimes. There's an awful lot of shaky cam. For instance, when the priest is fighting the, um, the demon in the form of the kid that he failed to mm. exercise properly years ago, it's mm. kind of a demon of his past. Um, that 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 scene basically that that kind of sequence fails to be scary in any way because it's actually so heavy on the on the shaky cam you can't make good sense of anything that you're seeing really but also you can make sense of the whole thing you know i i just couldn't make sense i mean you got the sense that it was like you know something from the past you know but why it took on this form and why the snake imagery and you know what what powers mm. it had to hurt and where they came from and what they could do i mean None of that was clear. So, you know, I kind of, I just, I I mean, it's one of those things where you think you're meant to be horrified and scary, but actually I just wasn't. I was kind of like 
I know what you mean. I guess I feel like I've, I've because I've seen that sort of thing before, and I, I expect it to be nonsensical because it always is. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, like like okay. these films do operate in that way of where it's just literally anything could happen next. Well, yeah, I I I, I need more uh, patternings. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I need more structure. And there were some things, you know, because you don't expect a film like this to be realistic or anything. No, no. You know, but there were some things that bothered me. So, for example, the film is set in 1952 Romania, mm-hmm. right, without any mention. So there's a mention of the war, but there's no mention that it's now a communist regime. And, you know, what, what, what is the church doing in a communist regime? And, mm. like, you know, there are things actually that, you, you know, you don't need to make the film about that to bring them into play and to add texture, yeah. right? Like, it just felt stupid. It felt like, you know, they didn't know and they didn't bother to find out and they didn't bother to add little touches, right? To the story. Is that when Ceausescu was in power? Uh, I think Ceausescu was probably later, but I, I do think that Romania became a communist country in the in the post-war. Ceausescu was the general secretary of the Communist Party from 65 to 89. Right. So um, that's later. The film is set so in 52. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, uh, if you give me a second, I'll have a look at the sort of history of Romanian... Yeah, see when it became communist. I think it was like, uh, you know, 45, 46 or something. 47. I'll have a look. After the war. Socialist Republic of Romania refers to Romania under Marxist-Leninist one-party communist rule that existed officially from 1947 to 1989. Well, there you go. So, it had been communist for five years at this point. So, you know, and one of the things, the first things that the communists did was get rid of churches and monasteries. Like, you know, so... But this one was so evil that they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, the, the film is... Well, they could have said so, yeah. right? Like, it would have made it interesting to at least say yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know. um, it would have been... I mean, it would have had that level of camp that I think the film does indulge in, um, quite knowingly as well. Like, there is an awful lot of... And, and this is why the character Frenchie, I think, is is kind of... This is the role that he plays, because you've got the, you've got the priest and you've got the nun... And then you've got this guy, Frenchie, who's this French-Canadian living in Romania at the time, um, who they kind of meet up with, and he's the one who takes them up to the castle and gives them a bit of a potted history of why it's creepy. Um, and, and then he comes back to, to, to help them at the end. And, and well, when he's not there, the language is... Um, it, has a, it has that kind of Catholic feel of like oh, the evil oh we must pray oh this yeah. that and the other and then he comes back in and he's wielding a shotgun as if that's going to do anything exactly and then spirits. Acts. <laughs> like, and, and he's sort of going like he, he he has the effect of undercutting some of the seriousness of what's happening like so there's this great scene I think it's great where um, before they go we're going to go under to the bowels of the castle and find this relic and try and consecrate the place and get the, cast the demon out she says, I want to take my vows first. And that's a huge deal. And the film turns into this huge deal of like, are you sure you're ready? He goes, yes, yes, I want to devote my life to God in this. And so she's taking her vows. And then in the background, you've got Frenchie cocking a gun. <laughs> this is like, it's like this really weird sort of ballsy Catholic action scene intro. But I think, I think that's quite deliberate to have the effect of like undercutting the, the, the high highfalutin seriousness of the Catholic kind of Latin language and that sort of thing. Sure. You know, and... You laughed, and I could understand why you laughed. Uh, you know, and maybe I'm just looking at it in a much more pedestrian way. Mm. But my thinking of it, you know, 
what is a French Canadian doing in Romania? You know, during Marxist Leninism, like is he a secret <laughs> communist? Is he like you know? I mean, it's just yeah, it's just stupid. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Um, although uh, I don't know actually because well, I mean, there's no there's no way that this can be based too much on real life. And from what I can tell, it's not. But the the, the bookend that the film has is um, and these are spoilers now. Oh, we're well into spoiler territory. We've oh, been sure. in spoiler territory for years. Um, <laughs> you, um, you, you return. It says twenty years later, and you're at a lecture being given by Vera Farmiga and uh, Patrick Wilson's characters. Yes. Um, about exorcisms, and they say this guy Frenchie uh, was possessed by a devil, and then you see that in that final fight between them, the devil or the demon or whatever got into Frenchie, um, and and here's his exorcism. And from what I understand. These films, in some way or other, and I don't know to what extent, are supposed to be based on these real-life cases from these two paranormal, whatever, hunters. Mm. So I don't know if, if he was one of them, and they're, and they're kind of inventing this whole backstory to it or whatever. Even that didn't make sense to me, because, you know, so, so the film gets its symbolisms mixed up. So on the one hand, you have the priest uh, saving himself from this band of evil nun spirits by making a cross with fire, right, that they can't bridge. Mm. And on the other hand, you have this guy who's possessed by the devil, and the sign of him being possessed by the devil is a cross on the back of his neck. Upside down cross. Oh, upside down. Yeah. Cross. Ah. Yeah. That's why in that, in that first okay. scene, the cross I on the wall is turning now. upside down. I, I mean, that, but to be fair, that but, burning cross on the floor, I thought, when have you ever seen a burning cross, like, meant something good? <laughs> that was quite bold. <laughs> Uh, true. Let's talk about the actors a bit because um, I was what I was thinking the whole way through. I was thinking this girl really looks like Vera Farmiga. It's her daughter. It's her sister. It's her sister. It's her sister who's twenty one years younger. All right. So okay. young enough to be a daughter, but nonetheless, I'm going because I was thinking, wait, so is this Vera Farmiga when she was a kid, mm. and this is her backstory? I didn't know. Actually, that's not the case. But she really, really looks like her. There is a resemblance because yes. it's her sister. Yes, she's and very good. She's very good. Um, and um, yeah. and the the bloke who plays the uh, priest priest uh, Demian Bashir, who is Mexican American, and apparently one of the members of the Bashir family, who I am not aware of, he starred in telenovelas. Right, I don't know him. Um, yeah, he was fine. <laughs> the, the 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 one I liked was actually the guy who played the French Canadian, Jonas Bloquet, who's Belgian in fact. Belgian, yes. Um, you know, I mean, he was kind of charming and cheeky, and he was charming and kind of sexy and funny. You know, um, not much is asked of him. Mm. You know, but uh, but uh, he, you know, he made a good impression. No, I, th- I think the girl Formiga mm. is very very good, and actually, I think do think a lot is asked of her. Yeah, uh, let's find her actual name because we've only we've only called her Vera Farmiga's sister so far. Her yeah, name okay. is uh, her name is Taisa Farmiga or Taisa Farmiga. Okay, Taisa Farmiga. So she's very, very good, and I think a lot is asked of her. Yeah. She's meant to be placid and religious, and, you know, my gosh, she's meant to, like, be terrorized and blah, blah, you know. Um, so, and I think she does it all very well. And yeah. she does have, like, a kind of a, a really nice um, stillness that kind of, you know, conveys intelligence and religious conviction, which is, the, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's, a, it's a, no. not a, an easy combination to convey. So I thought she was excellent. Um, but my god the film I thought was terrible I don't think it's terrible I think it's I think it's, it's nutty enough to get away with how bad it is at the start I couldn't wait for it to end 
I um, I didn't I wasn't I wasn't that mad about the design of the nun, the central nun, who is this kind of that which is which seems to be the demon's main the form. Demon nun, yeah. It's the demon's main form. Is as this creepy nun, and um, and it just looks a bit like Marilyn Manson. Well, actually, I thought you know when 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 she was wearing a veil, like the, you know the whole thing within the abbess and the veil and so mm. on. I thought that was very effective, actually. Yeah. You know, but as soon as the veil comes off and you see like this cartoony, like you said, Manson figure, you know, then it was like mm. very bad design. Marilyn Manson, we should Man- say, not Charles. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Although there is a bit where, there's a bit where, you know, she ends up with uh, uh, Tyson Farmiga's character gets a, a pentagram carved on her back. Yes. Which like and, Which and then disappears. Well, it's, well, she puts a she puts a thing back on, so I guess it disappears. But you never see it again. But like, I just imagine sort of, I was laughing at that bit just because it was quite an effective scene. Like she's praying and praying, trying to keep this visual going while she's being Slashed having a pentagram carved demon. into her back from, from from an invisible entity. But then. Um, and then it's revealed that you know she's actually the only one there, and then she stopped her praying, which is when you realise, oh god, so the thing has really got out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you know, I guess it's got it before. But. Um, uh, but the, but then the she, she's the only one there, and so the, the Frenchy guy and the priest aren't there, and just like I thought, sort of imagine them sort of walking in and going, "All oh, right, so she's just got a pentagram on her back now." Like <laughs> this is one of the things that's happening in this church. <laughs> it was really stupid. and and then and the kind of the nuttiness actually you know absolutely came to a head when the nun is drowning her because there's just a lake now that's in the bottom of the church, yes. and the nun's drowning her, and she. Uh, the evil she, demon she had, nun. Yeah, the evil demon nun. And she has the artifact. <laughs> <laughs> and she has the artifact underwater with her. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the good nun, this is. And when the, when the evil nun, when the demon nun picks it out, it's been smashed. And the thing isn't in there. The, the vial of Jesus' blood isn't in there anymore. It's containing sort of orb. And she's like, oh, where is it? And then... Titus Farmiga spits Jesus' blood all over the demon, and that's what makes her go, oh, what a world, what a world, I'm melting. <laughs> yeah. And she sings. And but I thought, like, that just made me laugh so much, because, and I think I was laughing with the film, you know? I didn't think, like, oh, this is so dumb. I thought, this is so dumb. Yes. Like, that she spits Jesus' blood in the face. How ballsy. Yes. I loved it. Yes. I mean, the connection with the Wizard of Oz, that Wizard of Oz moment is very clear, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm melting. But... Ugh. I, th- I, th- I thought it was um, quite silly, quite sort of campy, and once it started to embrace that more and more, I liked that it didn't. I, co- I think what a film like this will often do is is go down that kind of exorcist route of making it all about about words and phrases. I mean, you see that the the, the priest is doing a lot of that, trying mm. to exercise various things and protect himself with the words of Christ, and that's obviously um, that's something that, that you see throughout uh, these kinds of movies. But um, that it kind of goes. Kind of wacky instead. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed. What, I, yeah, what can I say? You know, I like that kind of thing. Well, I, I was completely bored. Um, I thought it was kind of. It's a film that um, is not up to the standards that the design, the lighting, you know, and the cinematography afforded. It's kind of very bad, thin, cheesy storytelling. I guess so, but I mean, you know, I really expected nothing more. I was going into it like, when I when I thought it was directed by James Wan, which I did before the credits roll, and I realised he just produced it as he produced all of the Conjuring mm. universe. Um, when I thought it was directed by James Wan, like those are my expectations because he's not a great director at all, and he operates in jump scares an awful lot, which which 
you know the first half of this film mm. really does um and so i guess my expectations were low enough to not be dissatisfied by that but i can totally see how yeah if you didn't go in with like low expectations all those specific expectations um it, you wouldn't you would be let down by it well, I had no expectations because mm. I didn't know what we were going to see. I mean, you know, we just went to see this because the time was convenient. <laughs> but actually, I think by any standard of a good film, this falls, you know, well below. Yeah, I guess so. There is one <laughs> shot. No, it's true. I mean, I wouldn't see it twice, but, you know, I think there was some... And actually, for the first half, I was thinking, I just, I, you know, really don't like this because the kind of the kind of scares that... that the kind of scares that it deals in these kind of kind of slow build-ups to something that you know is going to be a jump at some point. You know something's going to happen and the film is very deliberately playing that, you know, mm. taking a long time and then it goes boom and it's a, it's it's the loudness of the noise that always does it. Like, why do they have to be so loud when they do that? And I genuinely <laughs> watch it. I genuinely was like watching a lot of those moments through my fingers because I thought, I just don't like that moment. Mm. And and there's nothing enjoyable. that We've talked before about kind of the whether a scary film is enjoyable or not. And like, I think a, a scary film... As I said, sort of the thrill of being scared. There's nothing quite like that, and so I do enjoy it sometimes. But in this, in, in these kinds of things, I really don't. And this isn't just a case of going, you know, oh, jump scares are, are cheap and easy, because I don't think that is the case. But they are. They do. It does always feel like they could have been a better scare somehow, mm. um, and. And and they're not as enjoyable as uh, that's just, it's just not my taste, right? That's all it is. It's not my taste because actually I think they're reasonably effective jump scares. The film is very very clear as to like how it's building up its place. They don't come from out of nowhere, right? The film is 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 taking its time to to build up those moments, mm. um, and and some of them are you know uh, quite creative. Like things come from where you don't expect or 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 have the shape of something you don't expect or whatever. Um, it's just not my taste. But um, that's you know. But so for the first half. I really wasn't enjoying it, but like I say, when it when it started getting weirder and buying into its concept in a really weird sort of way, um, and and slightly camping it up, I thought, no, I'm enjoying this now. Like I was, you know, I was sort of with it. And there was one shot which particularly which I wanted to bring up, which I I don't know if you picked up on as well. It's when Tysa Farmiga's character is in a, a sort of chapel. It's the chapel where the where the the crucifix Jesus has no head on it. It's been mm. cut off. And she sees this shadow on a wall of a nun moving. It's in profile. Mm. And it's just a shadow. There's no nun there. And so she follows this thing round. And it walks and it walks and it walks around to the left. And then it, you approach a mirror. And there's a lot of stuff going on with mirrors in the film. Mm. And things jumping out and them cracking and this sort of thing. Mm. Um, there's a lot of talk of, of them. And as the shadow gets to this mirror, it turns into an, a real nun. And, and basically you see Tysa Farmiga looking at the mirror. So you see her reflection in the mirror and then this nun appears to walk out behind her. You know, see what I mean? Yeah. Like the shadow becomes the thing behind it. So you're like, and it's that thing of the, the, the image becoming a different kind of image that's sort of more real. And then will it, will it actually be behind her? Oh, it's creepy. That was great. Well, I didn't think so because I thought, you know, so what does this mean? Like, you know, because like you said, there was a lot of use of mirrors and a lot of reflections and so on. And then, so you think then that actually the reflection in the mirror must contain a clue as to, you know, are these figures here? Are they in some imagination? Are they in another dimension? 
Like, yeah? Hmm. And not, actually, nothing, be, nothing is clearer at the end. So why are these things reflected in mirrors? You know, and yeah? Yeah, at no, those right, moments. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was driving me crazy. No, sure. Um, so I kind of, I, uh, yeah, I, I really disliked it. And the only thing I'll take away from it is that, you know, it's a visually handsome film. Though, you know, it, you know when they say something is it's merely pretty or whatever, it's because it's not mobilized to any kind of greater meaning or feeling or anything. It's just, you know, nice to look at. And actually, uh, and it's not the fault of, you know, the production designer or the cinematographer, or the lighting people, that not, not much more is made, not, it's not better used, it's not better deployed. It is kind of offered up to the director to do something with, mm. and the director does nothing. What do we think of the um, the film's uh, understanding of Catholicism? <laughs> well, I how mean, is it, how is it using Catholicism and, and the, the ritual and rites? I think I think the I think the the setting, the period, the country, you know, and so on, offer all of these worlds that the film can draw upon you know, to actually kind of say something and convey something and, you know, uh, and it the, the film doesn't have a clue, really. So I think just the same way that it doesn't realize that, you know, Romania in 1952 was communist and, you know, that interesting things could be done in regard to that, you know, that what, you know, what's a Canadian doing in Romania in 1952, that that could open up interesting story possibilities. Likewise, it doesn't have a clue about Catholicism. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, uh, what, what I would say, like, I'm, I'm no big sort of, I'm no expert um, of Catholicism at all. It's it. What I'd say is it's a, a James Wan sort of understanding, which is so that so James Wan did the Saw films or, or created them and then went on to produce, um, and he did Insidious and he did uh, Dead Silence, which I've seen, which is another. It's a, mm, it's a I creepy. Think I might have seen Insidious. It's a creepy puppet movie, oh. um, and. You know, those are all surface. I mean, his, his his obsession with creepy puppets and creepy dolls is all surface. It's mm. not about sort of, you know, what's underneath or what could motivate. Like, it's it's just it's just about a creepy puppet and how creepy that is. Like, there's nothing there's nothing else to that. And 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 in the same way, like the use of Catholicism in this. Is just like it's about how creepy nuns look when they're walking away from you. Yes, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. Or like how creepy people are when they're in congregations. Yes, and 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 there is some effective use of that. Like there is creepy imagery, mm. but it's not if you, yeah, it's not about like you know what Catholicism actually means or anything like that. Yes. Or, or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think we've we've said as much as can be said about a really bad movie. Really. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Did you know that James Wan is directing Aquaman, which you like the look of. <laughs> well, there it goes. You see. Although I, I can't did. blame him too much, we must emphasise that he was not the director of this. The director of this was Corin Hardy. Yeah. So what has um, he done before? Uh, he directed something called The Hallow in 2015, uh, which is a British co- British Irish co-production, um, which um, no one's heard of. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's made a lot of money. It's a big I mean, hit. not not the hollow, uh, hollow I mean this. Um, yeah, th- it's it's ostensibly a very big hit. It had a great opening weekend or whatever. I think these films always seem to do well. Um, these, these conjuring the conjuring universe. I do like the idea of a mad horror universe. I must say, there's just something quite nuts about that. You know. Hmm. 
No, yeah. <laughs> just saying, I, I think, you know, even if the films are rubbish, which they... This one is. Well, this one is, and the others might be. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't remember... I, I remember quite liking the first one, actually. Yeah? Um, yes. Though, I think... Is Lily Taylor in it? L- yeah, Lily Taylor. Carolyn Perrin, she plays. Yes. So, I kind of... I, I liked her. She's got kind of... Um, Kind of an earnest, lived-in face. She looks like a real person, right? Um, so it kind of grounded the film for me in, in something. Um, and that's pretty much all I remember about it, really. Um, yeah. The nun, the nun cost $22 million and has made 131 so, so far. enormous success. It's showing on every single screen at Cineworld. I mean, it's... it's for, for a horror film, that's... That's very successful. That's quite successful, really. I mean... Yes. And, and to be dominating the, the screenings just shows how um, for it's a 15 so you know not everyone can see it how indiscriminating kind of audiences can be or maybe it has a huge publicity budget because actually the audience we were with didn't react to the film particularly I mean you didn't get the sense that people in the, in the cinema loved the film no someone laughed well okay so you know got one laugh I mean, you don't. But I think they were laughing at it. You didn't feel there was any love for the film or you know the film was actually being very well received so who knows you know, it could be making that money because of the expectations of the series or the, you know, or it has massive publicity or whatever, right? Like, that doesn't mean anything. Really. Yeah, well, I think it stands to the publicity because I think it has that feeling of, like, being this kind of movie. People will go to see this kind of movie. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Where it's, like, stuff coming out of the darkness and stuff jumping around and jump scares and it has that sort of trailer. Yeah. So people just respond to that and will go see Well, it. you know, kind of, I'll have a look through Twitter afterwards because... You know, our policy is really not to... I mean, we, I didn't even know what we were going to see today, much less to read up on it. So, you know, we do see these films as blindly... Sorry, we... These films what? are wildly successful. Sorry? These films are wildly successful. Conjuring 1 uh, grossed $319 million on a $20 million budget. Mm-hmm. The Conjuring 2 grossed $320 million on a $40 million budget. Uh, let me just see about the... Uh, the Annabelle ones. Mm. Uh, Annabelle took $257 million on a $6.5 million budget. And Annabelle 2, or Annabelle Creation, took $306 million on a $15 million budget. These things are massively successful. Yeah, well, so, you know, there's a, there's a market for Jesus kind Christ. of, you know, horror. We know that. Um, but I wouldn't recommend people to see this, actually. I thought it was really shit. Yeah, I mean, despite I the fact really that, despite the fact I ended up having a good time, I couldn't recommend it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that note, let's end it here. Yeah. Cheers and that. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are on iTunes, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, and we have a WordPress page. Yes, eavesdropping at the movies dot com for for the full list of. We've um, done about ninety podcasts now. Yes. Edging towards the big 100. Oh, yes. So uh, thank you very much for listening and drop us a line if uh, you have any questions or queries or disagreements. Goodbye. Yes. Yes, goodbye.